1: Welcome to an Ask Me Anything episode of the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to get our hands dirty and talk marketing strategy and execution to help a member of the MarTech Podcast community overcome a marketing obstacle they're facing. Joining us for today's marketing strategy AMA is Haley Miller, who is an integrated marketing and community engagement expert and also the host of the How Will Live podcast. And today, Haley and I are going to talk about growth strategies for her podcast. Okay, here's my interview with Haley Miller, Integrated Marketing and Community Engagement Expert and the host of the How We'll Live podcast. Haley, welcome to the MarTech podcast.
2: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Excited to have you on the show. Always a pleasure to talk to a fellow podcaster. Great to talk to a fellow marketer. We've been planning this interview for months. Finally, we're in the same digital room at the same time. Turns out it's been a hell of a week for you. Catch everybody up. What's been going on in your world?
2: Oh boy, has it been a hell of a week or what? I have been working for an organization for the past year, almost a year on the nose. And in April, we were investigated by the FBI. And it's been a tumultuous six months that ended in a chapter 11 bankruptcy that was transferred into a chapter seven bankruptcy. So that happened last week.
1: And chapter seven is the doors are closed, everybody go home bankruptcy.
2: That's the one. It's a cease operations and liquidate. So focusing on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is an AMA episode. And I'm guessing what you want to talk about is either career development, looking for a job, that's my other podcast, or you want to talk about how to grow your podcast.
2: I would love to talk about how to grow my podcast. I love doing my podcast. It is such a passion project something that gets me up every day. And it started with the goal of reaching someone other than my mom. And I did that. So that was great. But now I feel like I want to reach more people because my goal is to empower people to live healthier, happier lives. And I want to reach more people to do that.
1: I'm actually going to take a step back. And before we talk about the podcast, I am going to talk a little bit about career changes. I've gone through a couple of them. I worked for big companies, left to go work for my own startup. That didn't work. It was a tough transition. I got hired at early stage startups and had a couple cups of coffee working for VC-backed startups, and some were did well and some didn't. The last one was a little bit of a bad breakup, and the next thing you know, I discovered being a marketing consultant, and as I was trying to grow that, I cultivated the MarTech podcast, and now podcasting is pretty much all I do. You never know how things are going to go. It all happens for a reason. I'm sure you'll be fine, even though it's a time of transition, not just for you, but for everybody else who's listening to this podcast. Sometimes when a door closes, another one opens. Not to go into too many cheesy metaphors. Keep your head up. Keep networking. I'm sure you'll be okay. Let's talk about podcasts. Tell us a little bit about the How We'll Live podcast.
2: So How We'll Live was born out of a brainstorm session with a friend. I am really passionate about health and wellness, and I have a health coaching certificate. And I also loved public speaking. So I worked at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition for four years, where part of my role was hosting live broadcasts, webinars, and live onstage conferences. And after I left that job, I felt like the one thing that was missing for me was this element of public speaking and of teaching and connecting with like-minded people. So I asked a friend, how can I engage in this passion that I have? And he said, well, start a podcast. So I brainstormed on different types of topics for a few months. And initially, what I wanted to talk about was new technology in the health and wellness space. And how that technology was going to disrupt the way we live in the future. I did a few episodes that were like that. But what I found was that I'm not really that passionate about the type of technology and CRISPR and genetic mutations and things like that, as I am about holistic health and wellness. So fitness, nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and things that really can help us live happier, healthier, more meaningful lives. So I interview a really wide range of experts in the health and wellness field about their expertise. And the goal, like I mentioned before, is to empower listeners to gain the tools they need to live their life with more meaning and purpose in the healthiest way possible.
1: Haley, I have to say, A, I appreciate the medium that you're going after. And it seems like a noble cause That you're trying to help people live a better life. So let's dive into what's been working and what hasn't for the How We'll Live podcast. Starting off by just give me a little performance update. What are you seeing in terms of the metrics? What are your goals? Where do you think you're struggling? Where can I help?
2: So I use Libsyn and I'm seeing about 100 unique downloads per episode within the first week that it launches. Okay. Okay. And this has grown over time. And what I've noticed, and I think this is pretty typical for any type of medium where you're sharing something, the larger of an audience that the guest has, the more people will listen to the podcast. And then in the future, I get more listeners because those people are now interested in the content. And aside from bringing on guests with bigger reach, I don't know how to grow those downloads. Okay.
1: What are you doing to market the podcast?
2: Primarily through my personal channels. So I have an Instagram account that's connected to my website and health coaching work that I've done, along with a newsletter. And then I have LinkedIn and Facebook. And there are a few different networking groups that I belong to. So there's one called Girl Boss, I freelance right for a lifestyle website called The Every Girl. And every so often, I'll be able to throw a link to a podcast in an article where it's relevant, and then the guest promotion.
1: Okay. Who's the audience you're trying to attract?
2: The audience I'm trying to attract, I mean, I want everybody to listen to it. But I know as a marketer, you have to have a niche. So primarily, who I'm attracting are women between ages of 25 to 45.
1: What are the characteristics of the type of women, or what do you know about the people that have listened to your podcast?
2: The women that are listening to the podcast are people who are curious. They enjoy health and wellness. They strive for more. They are interested in self-improvement and making a difference in the lives of others and themselves.
1: Are they looking to solve problems? They're trying to understand how to live a healthier or more well-balanced lifestyle. Is this something that they excel at because they are consuming a lot of this type of content?
2: I think that they're definitely trying to solve problems. I think that each episode strives to solve a different problem. So whether that's nutrition and weight loss or understanding more deeply how our bodies work, how nutrition works, how our genetics work, and how we can engage more fully in relationships. So I'm not sure that there's one specific problem that they're seeking to solve, but I think that their curiosity is what brings them back to listen to the podcast.
1: Okay. You mentioned that you have Libsyn and that you're looking at your download stats and you're generating about 100 downloads an episode Most of that's coming in from virality or from your personal network, which is great. I do think that those are limited channels, your personal network, the number of people and your ability to go out, unless you're constantly developing a network and you have some sort of growth and engagement strategy, you're going to run into some limits there and you can't really control how much the people that are going to be on your show share the content. That's really just a matter of finding great guests and giving them the assets they need my sense is that you don't really have a real marketing strategy built out. We can definitely talk about what some of those are. I do think that when you talk about your audience, it's worth trying to engage with the people that are listening to the podcast and learning a little bit more about them. I think that you have to do a little bit of marketing foundational work. And you know, if this was a consulting call, I would call it, we have to do some brand development Go find 10 people that have listened to your podcast or 10 people that you think are in your target market, and you need to interview them about some of the pain points that they have, some of the common trends in their life, what are some of their interests, where they're looking to find your type of content, and then you can go and build a marketing strategy specifically to address them. So I want to dig in a little bit deeper about what you know about the women that are in your target audience. You have a a sense of age, right? They are, you mentioned, 25 to 45 years old, naturally inquisitive, which means good. They're going to look for content and they're interested in learning how to solve problems. That's why they're going to be interested in your show. You said they're health and wellness enthusiasts, which was actually a little surprising to me are they people that are experts in health and wellness and they're looking for sophisticated content from people that are other experts? Or are they more along the lines of being beginners and they're looking to start new patterns of behaviors that improve their life?
2: I don't think that they are experts. And I agree with you. I definitely need to do some digging and do some foundational brand development work, which is what I would do if I was starting a company. So, taking those practices that I already know and do for a business that I've started or for companies that I've worked for and apply it to the podcast. In terms of the current audience, I would say that they are not experts and they don't have the answers. I don't necessarily think that they're beginners, like they've never worked out before or don't understand basic nutrition. I think they fall somewhere in the middle and are always looking for new ways to improve their health. So experimenting with different modalities like acupuncture or working with a naturopath and understanding some of the new trends that are coming out in health and wellness. I've also found that they engage with content that's personal. So if I have an episode and I talk about myself, which feels a little counterintuitive and not why I started the podcast But if I share a bit about myself, my story, and I'm a little bit more vulnerable, there is a bit more engagement on those episodes.
1: That makes sense. And I'm going to, I don't know if it's stereotype or have some gender bias, but you're targeting women. And so having personal connections and feeling like there is some sort of common understanding doesn't really seem like it's surprising. It seems like a common theme among female-centric content. Let's take a step back. There's two things that I'm thinking. First, I think that you have a positioning challenge, right? I think we have a vague understanding of a very broad audience. You're looking for women who want to improve their lives in the 25 to 45 year old range. That's a huge audience. Yeah. Those are a lot of women. Now, the problem is if you are going after an incredibly broad audience like that, you need to come to the table with something that is unique and I appreciate the how will live targeting and the name. We mentioned offline that you have a little bit of a naming challenge because it's how we'll live and you have an apostrophe. And so people tend to mistype the title, how W-I-L-L or W-E-L-L, not W-E apostrophe L-L. Without making everybody's ears turn backwards and getting into more spelling. I do think that there is an opportunity for you to figure out where there is a more micro opportunity and focus. And there is the idea of potentially rebranding the podcast or at least repositioning it to be a little bit more specific. If you're going to do alternative medicine, if you're going to do health and wellness specifically on fitness or a type of fitness or something that has a little bit more of a direction as opposed to broadly we're going to talk about general health and wellness for women, you're going to pick up more organic growth, right? If you can name the show The Holistic Growth Podcast, my feeling is you're going to have more people searching for holistic medicine or holistic wellness. I would try to do a little keyword stuffing in your title, and you can update that now that the podcast has been approved. And we did this with the MarTech podcast. Originally, it was the MarTech podcast, and we changed the official title in iTunes to be MarTech podcast marketing plus technology equals growth, because I wanted people that were searching for marketing podcasts or growth podcasts or technology podcasts to be able to find us. So at the highest level, the positioning of your show... I would do some research on who your audience is, see if there are common traits and trends that they're interested in. You could look at the data that you have from your existing show. If you're seeing that people are resonating the most with the health and fitness episodes, take that angle, right? And then you can modify your title to have more descriptive language about health and wellness and try to pick up some more organic search volume. I think that'll be one way that you can take advantage of the app store. There's really four ways that you're going to grow. Organic, which is what's your title and are people searching for it. One other little tip to drive more organic growth is you need more content. People will search for various things. And if you're titling your episodes and you just happen to catch the words people are looking for, your podcast is going to grow. So more titles, which means more podcasts. I would look at and play with the, the format of the content. If you can do single episodes that are five-minute tips on your own, I use the Calm.com app. It's a daily meditation app. There is an episode every day. It's not a podcast, but something along those lines that's related to holistic and allows you to publish regularly with different titles that will help you pick up some organic value. Having more guests on the show is going to help you get more virality because they're inherently going to share your content. And you can always work on getting your guests to share more often or more frequently, and share multiple times that's really just a question of communication with the guest and you could use email marketing to sort of update them on how their podcast is performing and try to give them a reason to share the show time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor mute in 1919 john wanamaker said half the money i spend on advertising is wasted i just don't know which half well the advertising landscape has changed since then Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M U T I N E X.co. So, from driving organic traffic and virality, those are two of the things that I would suggest off the bat. Taking a specific position and owning an area and maybe rebranding your podcast a little. And then, you know, working with your guests to get them to share as well.
2: So I love the idea of both of the recommendations that you gave. And it's something that I've thought about doing. How do I do it, though, in reality?
1: The funny thing is, being a podcaster, we talk digitally to people often, right? Like we're connected through a Zoom conference and we're recording this and we publish the content. And that's a talent that we both naturally have as podcasters. I would do the same thing, but do it in person. I think that you have to use a little intuition here in terms of being able to see the audience that you believe is going to be interested in your content. Honestly, if I'm you, I'm going to a soul cycle and I am offering a $20 gift card for Starbucks. To everybody that's walking out of a class, do one per class and try to interview people and ask them about what they're interested in terms of health and wellness and what type of content they want. You don't actually have to go and pay people. I'm sure you can find people that you already know or just network your way, but do 10 interviews with people that you think are in your target market. And there's got to be some common trends there. Like, do you work out three times away? I'm just taking a fitness goal take here. Do you work out three times a week and feel like you're not hitting your fitness goals, right? And anybody that answers that question, maybe that's the angle you want to take, how to overcome milestones. If you're finding people that are looking for balance or are interested in holistic medicine, Go and just talk to everybody that you know and ask people if they have this question. And if the answer is the one that is the direction you want to go, schedule a half an hour interview with 10 people and ask them about what is the reason why they feel you know that they're not accomplishing their goals? What have they tried to overcome their obstacles? Where do they look for content? How do they consume content? How do they evaluate themselves? Right, You got to go through the marketing shtick the getting to know your customers and really after about 10 of those interviews when you're sitting down and asking the same questions to 10 different people that are loosely related to your target market you're still figuring what those are it'll become much more clear to you which direction to go so that to me is the secret sauce of building a brand and positioning is you actually have to talk to people in person and a lot of times what i will do is i'll record the interviews i'll do them digitally tell the person i'm recording them I will listen to them again, and I will summarize the answers, and I will essentially highlight the ones that are the same across most of the interviews, and then I'll circle some of the things that are different, that are unique for each person. But from doing those interviews with 10 people, you're going to come up with some common threads of you know, the average person who claims to be a health and wellness enthusiast that wants to consume podcast content, seven out of 10 of them have gym memberships, something along those lines. You're going to know that you can market at the gyms. You're going to know that they are taking classes. Go start a relationship with ClassPass, build the podcast and interview people that work at ClassPass, whatever it may be. And you can go down this route by investigating your target market, and you'll pull out all of these nuggets of gold from those conversations about what's the type of content who is interesting to these people, where are they looking for content? Where do they consume it? Where do they already have relationships? That not only helps you figure out your content strategy, it helps you figure out your marketing strategy because they're telling you what channels they're interested in as well.
2: Mm -hmm. That's really great advice. And it's really nice to hear it from somebody else. I don't know if you have the same issue when you're working alone on things, getting caught up in your own thoughts. So it's really nice to be able to talk about it with someone else.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of podcasts for podcasters as well, and I'm sure that there are community forums. And honestly, this is one of them. I love talking to podcasters because to me, it's really interesting hearing how people decided to go into this venture where we're essentially talking one to many. Like I, we're having a conversation between me and you, but it's meant for mass consumption. And to me, that's really interesting. You can come on the show and you can call me and we could talk about this anytime. I'm sure that there are other people. And honestly, I would try to engage with the people that are in your audience. And if there's a way where you can get people from your content to engage with the show, for me, a lot of the times that is LinkedIn. When I publish a piece of content and when my guest promotes a piece of content that I've created for them, I will try to engage with the people that like my guests' posts. And they are now in my network and I can get to know them. And it helps me understand who my audience is, how they're engaging with the content, what they thought was valuable. And it helps us, you know, we use some other tools to try to figure out what's relevant in the MarTech community and just try to keep our finger on the pulse of everything. But getting to know your second connections is actually a really valuable tool. I would start for you learning the first connections, having the one-on-one interviews first, and then as the community starts growing, engaging with them in other platforms where you can have more real conversations where you're not going one-to-many, but you can go one-to-one. And that's where social media is so valuable, not necessarily from a metrics or a vanity or a growth perspective, but from the actual connections and learning that you can get from the social media channels. As you're thinking about growth and you're realizing that the people that are interested in your podcast all you know, go to this one Reddit forum, or they're all on Pinterest and they all follow this one person, get to know that person. Go follow that forum and just engage with the community. And the more that you know, the more clear it will become to you for how you should market your podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. So all of those channels sound really great and very much organic, which I as a marketer tend to associate more with slower growth. How do I target faster growth? Are there any other channels that you've used while branding your content to grow a little bit faster?
1: You're totally right. And this organic growth takes time and effort and consistency, like anything else. If you're building a blog, writing one blog post doesn't get you a large following. Writing regularly does. When you're posting a podcast, posting content regularly over time, it will just grow on its own. One thing we've done with the MarTech podcast is we also invested in performance advertising and a couple different channels. I talk about the Knit platform in every monthly recap. I don't even know how much money we've put into that platform at this point, but we've been running $1,500 of ads a week for the last few months. So that we're on a pace to run $75,000 of ads on this platform for the MarTech podcast over the year right now which sounds like an incredible amount of money. It sounds insane to put that money into a marketing platform for this podcast that we started a year and a half ago. But it's also got us from zero to tens of thousands of downloads, and we've built the sponsorship program off the back of that growth. So we didn't start off with that big of an investment. But really, that's the biggest tip for me is knowing who your audience is and marketing to them where they're interested in consuming your content, just like I was talking about for organic growth. You can do that on the podcast side as well. Podcast listeners listen to podcasts. I know that sounds ridiculous, but (laughs) if you can market to them in podcasts you've already captured one half of the targeting. You need to find health and wellness enthusiasts who are podcast listeners. If you can reach them while they're listening to podcasts, you know with 100% certainty you've solved half of the puzzle. So the Knit advertising platform allows you to put your own advertisements into other content, uh, Anderson Cooper, CNN, Bleacher Report, NBA. I know they have female-centric targeting as well but you could put $100 in here or there. So if I were you, I'd create an audio ad. I would try testing NIT if you have the budget to be able to do so. I know you know life's a little complicated right now with the chapter seven from the company that you used to work for, but if you're gonna invest in this and you're gonna put time and you want this to monetize to become a business, you know a lot of the times you pay for what you get and you get what you pay for. So if you wanna invest and you wanna go quickly, performance marketing, paid advertising is the way to go. I would do audio ads first you can do social media advertising. We're to the point now where we've scaled some of our channels and we're doubling back and in getting into PPC marketing and social ads and Facebook and stuff like that. It tends to be more expensive than what we've done with the Knit platform. So I would start there and you could try anything, mostly like for your audience. Pinterest seems like a natural fit, seems like a content platform. And then there's always partnerships. I mentioned class pass and soul cycle just because they're health and wellness and fitness related and tend to be more female dominant. But you know, you have relationship with girl boss and every girl. And I would cultivate those relationships and try to find other ones. And if you have to invest a little budget into them to get those deals done or find a marketing channel through the relationships you have, that's always the way to move faster.
2: That's so interesting. And I like what you say about putting your investment in the right place. It's just like with anything and even with organic channels, you get out what you put into it. So I think that that's really valuable advice.
1: I think for you, the focus here is the more you know your audience, the more it will become clear where you should prioritize your marketing efforts. I think that your content topic is broad. So you need to find a unique hook or you need to specialize. Or you need to invest a ton of money and reach a ton of people. And my guess is that's probably not a, a viable option. The only other thing I'll say is publish early, publish often, find different ways to publish content, test out short form content that you could publish regularly. That'll just get you out there more and you know, push it out in social media and be active on all of those channels. And the more you do, the more it kind of grows on itself. So honestly, that's the best advice that I could have for you.
2: Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. One more quick question for you. When you say a hook in the current content, what would an example of that be? It is not necessarily related to my podcast, but is there a podcast out there that's broad that has a hook?
1: Yeah, the first one that comes to mind is The Daily by The New York Times. It's a daily show. It's the one thing you need to know about the news. And because it's called The Daily, that to me is a hook it's one story that's going to take 20 minutes. It's the only thing you need to know when you're caught up. That's an interesting format and an interesting hook. So if you're doing the one thing, the weekly goal for health and wellness, that's a hook, right? What's the reason why somebody's going to listen to this podcast as opposed to this is generalized information around a very broad topic. And even if the interviews are interesting and I've heard them, they're great. You do a great job with your content. But putting it in a format that allows people to understand how it has utility and where it fits into their life, I think is something that you might be able to tweak a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Haley, I know it's been a hell of a week. I appreciate (laughs) you coming on the show. If I've learned anything from doing this podcast is that it's a growing medium and it can change your life. Doing my podcast has become the center of my career I've learned a ton from talking to great marketers like you and the other guests of the show. I hope it works out. If there's anything we could do to help you promote the show, don't be a stranger. And you know, on the rest of the career side, I hope everything else works out as well. Thanks for being my guest.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Haley Miller, integrated marketing and community engagement expert and the host of the How We'll Live Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Haley, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Or you can visit her website, which is haley-miller.com. Just one link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this pod, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Head over to MartechPod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes. We've got the contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once-a-week newsletter. And you can even send us your marketing questions or your topic suggestions, which we'll answer live on our show. You could be our next AMA guest. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is Ben J Shapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on.